<laughs> making the world a better place <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad.
All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air, and I am your birthday boy. In case you were wondering, some of you probably figured it out. But anyway, uh, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. It is a great day in the city of Chicago, another great spring day. We were out having a great time, just enjoying the weather. And it is just beautiful, folks. It is just beautiful. The people are beautiful. They're feeling good. They're feeling uh, energetic, and they're feeling as if you know, they have the world on their shoulders. And I want you to feel the same way. The George Wilder Jr. Show do not want anyone listening to the show who's feeling depressed, lonely, out of sorts. You feel like you don't deserve what you have accomplished. Or you feel like you're worthless and you know people are dissing you. Or Hey, this is the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, this show is, is here to enlighten you to uh, 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 motivate you to do positive things, to, I mean, to just get you to feel good in order to make the world a better place. And it's all about making the world a better place. When, if you start to feel good, go out and make someone else feel good. There's too many people in the world who are depressed, who are lonely. There's nothing wrong with being lonely if that's what you want. But if, if you're lonely and it's not what you want, then there's trouble. Because loneliness can be, I mean, if, you, if you're lonely and, you, and, it, and it's, it's bothering you, it can hurt you. It can be just like depression and illness. You know, I've said on the show many times, you know, a lot of people have gone out, and, this is, and I'm not being facetious about this. A lot of people have gone out and gotten themselves dogs. And it's a good thing to have a pet if you don't have anybody else in the house with you. And that would curve some of your loneliness. A pet, a loving pet, a pet who you love and a pet who loves you back. There's nothing wrong with that. And secondly, it's a, I think having a pet in the house it, when there's no one else in the house with you uh, is, is healthy because, you know, you, you're obligated to take that pet out to walk that pet every day. You have to walk the pet every day, you know, and by you walking the pet every day, you're getting your exercise. It's getting you out of the house because you have to walk the pet. So you're not in the house, you know, uh, rushing back and forth to the refrigerator or feeling that you can't get up or something like that. Um, it, it, I think it's very healthy to have a pet. That's if you do not have anyone else in your household. But even if you do have someone else in the household, it's still great to have a pet. But I guess what I'm saying, if you want to uh, stab off Instead of loneliness, uh, bring someone into the house that you uh, love, a cat or a dog, a frog, who knows? 
you know, uh, loneliness kills. It, it, it lowers life's uh, expectancy. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. A lot of uh, Americans have grown kids. They have left home. They have left home. Their parents live lives alone or or all by themselves, and there's no one. And you can easily fall into to depression when you feel when you when there's a chronic loneliness and you feel the need for someone, and there's no one there. Anybody can go into a depression, and and that's not good. The best thing I can think of to say, folks, is to try to eat healthy, get out and do, get some exercise, enjoy the weather. When the weather is very, very nice, no matter where you are in the world, as long as it's safe to do so, <laughs> um, get out and enjoy yourself. Take a bottle of water with you. And it doesn't matter your age. A lot of people say, well, I'm too old for that. You're never too old for anything. The moment you stop doing what you love, you're dead. Period. As long as you're above water, you have your health or you have some of your health, enjoy your time left on earth. Do not enjoy your time feeling lonely. Do not enjoy your time feeling depressed or worthless or nobody loves me, nobody wants me. Do not do that. You only are making things worse for yourself. You're only putting yourself uh, into a uh, depression. And I, I can tell you another thing. If you're feeling negative, if you feel, if you feel negative and everything about you is negative and you think everything about you is negative, guess what? Things are going to be negative. If you want things to be positive, you have to think positive. If you want things to go great, you have to think great. Your thinking process plays a lot into how you feel. Just because something goes wrong this day or something goes wrong that day, it doesn't mean that something's going to go wrong on that third day. You just have to hang in there until things get better. And you have to make sure that things are going to get better because you got to get out there and try to make them better. You don't make things better. You don't let people see what you have. You don't let people see your talent. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. And you can't sit around in the house thinking somebody's going to knock on your door and hand you a million-dollar check. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You want something out of life, you have to go out there and get it. Nobody's going to bring it to you. you and if you have a talent, a God-given talent, two or three talents, you have to let people know that you have those talents. Nobody's going to knock on your door. Hey, what kind of talent do you have? They're not going to do that. You got to get out there and show the world what you can do. It's a very, very competitive world out there, folks. It is totally uh, competitive. It's going to be rough going, but you should never, ever give up. Giving up means that you just, Throwing in the towel. Never, ever give up. The world is going, the, the world is going on and the world, world is growing. So as I've said before, the opening of the show, try not to feel depressed or lonely. Uh, and if you are, do things about, do things about it. Don't just sit there. Do not just sit there and just wallow in your muck. You're not going to make it. Show the world what you have.
And if it's good enough, the world is going to come knocking at your door. Have people follow you. Be a leader. Have folks follow you. Stop following them. Let them follow you. Let them impress you. Let them make you feel like you're somebody great. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. And it seems like Donald Trump has done something stupid. I knew he would. Uh, Trump, to violate the Iran, the Iran nuclear deal, vows to reimpose sanctions. This guy done took us out of another deal. This guy destroys everything he touches. He destroys everything that's good. He doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care. He wants to say this or that. It's bad what Donald Trump is doing to, to the United States and to the world. He just will not stop. Robert Mueller, special counsel, if you have something, let's get on with it. This guy is destroying the country. He's destroying the world. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. A few people tell him something, and he decides to make his own decision. He doesn't listen to anybody. If someone says, Donald Trump, don't do that. Donald Trump, that's bad for America. Donald Trump is going to do it because Donald Trump doesn't give a damn about America. All right. It says here, Donald, uh, it says here, President Donald Trump announced on Tuesday the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. And a lot of people was telling him, don't do that. Don't do that. And it was giving him reasons to, to why not to do that. But idiot ass went on and did it anyway because he can't stand the United States because he knows that people don't they don't want him. OK. Uh, the U.S. will not extend waivers on sanctions targeting Iran's nuclear program, effectively ending its compliance with, its, with the 2015 international agreement under which Iran accepted restrictions on its nuclear program in exchange for economic relief. In other words, Donald Trump is ending this, pulling us out of this nuclear deal because it was something Obama initiated. Anything that Obama initiates, anything that Obama had anything to do with, he's going to try to undo it because he's a jealous ass fool. He's jealous of Obama. He's trying to uh, to undo everything that he's done. He's trying to, uh, as if he's trying to implement things uh, to make us Americans feel that that Obama never existed. He wants to wipe the memory of Obama from the White House grounds. He wants to wipe the memory of Obama ever being president. He's a racist pig. And he's going after everything that Obama's initiated. Anything that he signed or uh, with an executive order, Obama, Trump is coming after, but Trump doesn't realize something. Once his ass is out of office, everything that he's doing to damage America across the world, uh, and across this land can be undone. And he knows it. Just like he's undoing Obama, we, the next president, the next Democratic president can undo him. And he knows it. That's why he's going across uh, America saying vote vote for Republican, vote Republican, because if you vote Democratic, they're going to undo everything I've done. you damn right, because everything you've done is, 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 is uh, hate, uh, Everything he's done has been really, really a disaster for America. Hate, for instance. He's a, he's, has, 
he has awakened the underbelly of this country, the hatred, the racism, the thuggery, the lying, the pathological liar, sex assaulter. Some people are calling him a rapist. You know, so a lot of this, but, you know, a lot of this has, hasn't been proven because he's, he pays a lot of these people off to, to shut them up, to keep them from talking. This is why you don't see Donald Trump in a courtroom. Oh, you don't see Donald Trump in, subpoenaed. He pays these people off to shut up and to be quiet and to go away. But I don't think he's going to get away with it this time. This man is just messing up the country. What can I say? He's screwing it up left and fucking right. And it seems as if he's getting away with it. Donald Trump, uh, I'm hearing that he still has uh, people coming after him for um, past payments. They're coming after him for his paychecks to get paid for work they've done for him in the past. And he never pays his bills. We all have heard that. And he doesn't give a damn about paying his bills. He's making money off the presidency. But the Republicans in Congress, they're complicit. They're going to let this jive-ass man destroy this country. It's just crazy what's happening. I know a lot of you uh, think this is funny, but this is not funny. This is very, very serious. This is very serious. You know, he, wow. And I'm, I'm quoting Jackass here. I'm quoting him. I am announcing today that the U.S. will be withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. Everybody was saying, don't do it, don't do it. This Jackass went home and did it. Trump said at the White House, at the White House, we will be uh, instituting the highest level of economic sanctions. Trump accused the deal, officially called the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, of being poorly uh, negotiated and lacking enforce, enforcement mechanism. What the hell does he know? He doesn't even use good grammar when he's tweeting. What the hell does he know? As I've said before, Trump thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and he, he's the dumbest. But we got a Congress that is, that is not or will not protect the American people against this buffoon. They will not do it. They're scared. They're, they're scared. They're scared shitless to stand up to this guy. And a lot of us is wondering why. Why, are, why is Congress so scared to stand up to this guy? It has to be money. It has to be money. It has to be. And I think one of the, one of the other things is, is that they're not going to impeach Donald Trump, the Republicans, and they're not going to run him from office because they need Donald Trump to get their agenda through. But there will be no agenda come November 2018 when, they, when the Republicans are voted out of office. I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of talking heads on cable right now talking about how stupid this was that Trump withdrew the United States from the Iran nuclear deal. How stupid it was. Everything Trump does is stupid. He thinks it's right. And the, the guy has never been in political, political, uh, political office in his life. 
He's never been a mayor or a governor or or an attorney general or an alderman. He never had any political experience. He's never been a senator or representative. And he's going to get in the White House and dictate everything that is going on because he wants everybody to know that he's boss. Wow. The guy totally, totally doesn't think he's a public servant, which is what the Constitution says that he is. He doesn't give a damn about the Constitution. He doesn't give a damn about uh, American laws because at one time he said the American laws, our laws were stupid. That's what he said. Our laws were stupid at one of his rallies. That our laws were stupid, but they're going to come after him. Our laws are going to come after him, and I hope he get lo- he gets locked up. I don't want them to impeach Trump. <laughs> I want them to lock him up. I think most Americans want to see Donald Trump behind bars. He's done too much, too much, too quick, too soon, every single day to screw up America. And the reason why he's doing this, I'm going to tell you something. The reason why he because this is a big deal. This is basically, this is just another distraction. This Iran nuclear program deal that he withdrew America from, this is just an distraction, distraction away from Stormy Daniels, away from uh, Robert Mueller, away from the Russia investigation, obstruction, collusion, money laundering, tampering, campaign finance laws. Uh, sexual assault claims. This is a distraction away from those things and other stuff that's haunting Donald Trump day in and day out. And every and all of these scandals uh, that come out of the uh, White House, it just makes America look more stupid. And I do think that most people around the world, most um, leaders around the world, they're not looking at the American people as being their enemy or or their non-ally, they're looking at Donald Trump. They're saying Donald Trump is stupid. They're saying that he's ignorant. They're laughing at him. The man doesn't know what he's doing. He's learning. If he does, he's a job. And Donald Trump uh, is all about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is all about himself. That's who he's about himself. And he can't. And he can't change the way he is overnight or or in a year or two or four years. He is what he is, a racist, a white supremacist, a liar. I'm hearing that now it's been documented that Donald Trump has told over 3,000 lies, documented, documented, 3,000 lies and counting. All right, you've been listening to the George Walter Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, it's a great day in the city of Chicago. Folks, I just hope it's a great day where you are. And I hope you're having a great time. And I hope you adhere my my advice to uh, get out and get some exercise. Enjoy the weather if you can. If that's possible in your neck of the woods, uh, get out and enjoy yourself. Take a 30-minute walk, a 40-minute walk, whatever. Lose some weight. <laughs> uh, uh, calories, that is. Lose some, lose some calories and enjoy yourself. You know, it, this, this is a fun time, especially those in America. If you having a, if, if spring is sprung, you know, I mean, there are some places around the world where the weather is still 
horrendous. But if it's in your, if it's pretty nice and pretty uh, decent in your ne- neck of the woods weather-wise, get out there and take a walk, enjoy yourself, have some fun, because you know winter was pretty harsh. <laughs> so uh, uh, and basically, winter kept a lot of us housebound, kept us in the house. And when you're in the house. And there's a lot of food in the refrigerator. What are you gonna do? You're gonna eat. You're gonna eat, 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 eat. During the summer months, you can get out here and you can work off those pounds, work off those calories that you put on <laughs> during the winter months. So it is beautiful out here, at least in the city of Chicago and wherever you are. I encourage people to do things you love, do the things you love, do the things that make you happy, and vote for the people who are um, have the same interests that you do. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. We will be right back. All right, folks, uh, we're back and um, staying on the same subject as Trump pulling us out of this uh, Iran nuclear deal. Um, it's bad. It's bad. Um, wow. Hmm. All right, folks, get ready for higher gas prices. And for those who ask, how does this, how will this affect me? 
the Iranians, Saudis, and even frackers benefit from this instability. Trump and his people know that. They just handed the petroleum company a fortune. Yeah, they did. Look for gas prices to be over $3.50 a gallon by July 4th, maybe over $4 in some states. There goes most people's tax cut, if they got a tax cut in the first place. So this is horrible. Trump just made money for a lot of people and himself. And he's taking money out of your pockets and my pockets with this. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. I don't know how Trump gets away with all of this. How does anyone expect the other nations of the world to treat us if we break our deals? In other words, how does uh, anyone expect other nations of the world to treat us fairly if we break our deals? And Trump has broken every deal. Trump doesn't work for us. Trump works for Trump. What he does is for Trump. He couldn't, he couldn't care less about what affects us. He couldn't care less if gasoline goes up $5 a gallon. He doesn't drive. He's driven. Someone's driving him around every place. He, does, he doesn't give a damn. He's a billionaire. At least he's supposed to be one. We don't know if Trump's a billionaire or not. We haven't seen his taxes. There's been no affirm, affirmative uh, uh, proof to that. We're just taking him at his word. But who knows? This guy may may not even be a billionaire. He may just he may just have a few thousand in the bank, a, a few million, whatever. But anyway, this is bad. This deal, this this is so damn bad. I'm just so disappointed in America. I'm so disappointed in Congress. I'm so disappointed in Americans who put this jackass in office. Who put him in office? Hmm. Yeah, well, we may be bombed off the face of the earth because that, and it's been nice knowing a lot of you in case we are bombed off the face of the earth. I hope to kiss my kids one last time. Hope the the ants and the bacteria that are left behind do a better job of taking care of the planet than we did. I don't want to say we, Trump. This is Trump's idea. This is Trump. This is to, oh, I'm, Excuse me, I'm not trying to be so dramatic. Wow. And a lot of people are saying this is just more red meat for Trump's base. But it's bad for America. His base is dwindling. They're idiots that go to his rallies and sit behind him and while he yells and spews out hatred and lies. It's, it's just pathetic. But now he's He's just destroying everything. I mean, and the Republicans are sitting back on their lazy asses and letting this guy just ruin everything. And they want to be reelected. A lot of these girls and guys are resigning from Congress, taking their taking their tax cut. And running away. And then later living off the tax payers. 
it's just not right. It's just, the country is going to shit, has gone to shit, and all we can do is, and it seems like all we can do for now is to let it happen. Let it happen. But still, let me reiterate, uh, Donald Trump will probably not have, if he makes it to November 6, 2018, the midterms, uh, more than likely, he will not have uh, the House of Representatives and more likely not the Senate either. So it'll be hard for him to do things, but he can. He can, he can always use his ex- executive power to do things, to ruin things. And I shied Obama. When he was uh, president for eight years, I shied him. He did a lot of executive uh uh, authority. I mean, he he did a lot of ex- executive authority, but he he hasn't done as much or as many as Donald Trump. Donald Trump is wearing out the pen when he's signing those signing those executive orders, and they're hurting America. But he doesn't care. He doesn't think. And I still say it again. I think this is a great big old diversion from his past. Scandals from his recent scandals. It's a diversion. It's a total diversion to, to get you to to get us from t- from not talking about uh, Stormy Daniels, her lawyer. This, this is just a, a smokescreen, but it's a big deal here. It's a big fucking deal. And Donald Trump should have. Uh, he just should be way away from the White House right now. He knows he's not wanted in the White House. He knows we don't want him there. But what is he saying to us, the American people? He's saying, fuck you. That's what he's saying. And he's saying he doesn't give a damn and he doesn't care because he's a narcissist. They have no feelings. They have no sympathy. They have no empathy. It's all about themselves. And this is what Donald Trump is. And I think this is, this is some sort of illness that he has. It's an illness. He has no feelings. And he doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care about anybody. It's all about himself. All right, you've been listening to the George Wanda Jr. Show. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. All righty. And it is a great, I think it's going to be a great week. I think it's going to be a great week weather-wise, folks. And like I said before, get get out there and enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. And uh, hopefully you can take the George Wanda Jr. Show with you as you enjoy yourself. All righty. All right. Commandments was deliberately and artificially inflated to get it up to 10. It's a padded list. Here's what they did. About 5,000 years ago, a bunch of religious and political hustlers got together to try to figure out how to, to control people, how to keep them in line. They knew people were basically stupid and would believe anything they were told. So they announced that God had given them some commandments. Up on a mountain. That's better. I don't care about your past. I just want a love to last. I don't care, darling, about your
I wanted was a much-deserved promotion, and he told me to get up on the desk and spread them. All the men in my office wrote down on a piece of paper the sexual favors that I could do for them. All I had asked for was an office with a window. I asked for his advice about how I could get a bill out of committee. He asked me if I brought my knee pads. Those are just a few of the horrific stories that I heard from women over the last year as I've been investigating workplace sexual harassment. And what I've found out is that it's an epidemic across the world. It's a horrifying reality for millions of women when all they want to do every day is go to work. Sexual harassment doesn't discriminate. You can wear a skirt, hospital scrubs, army fatigues. You can be young or old, married or single, black or white. You can be a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. I heard from so many women, police officers, members of our military, financial assistants, actors, engineers, lawyers, bankers, accountants, teachers, journalists. Sexual harassment, it turns out, is not about sex. It's about power. And about what somebody does to you to try and take away your power, and I'm here today to encourage you to know that you can take that power back. <laughs> On July 6, 2016, I jumped off a cliff all by myself. It was the scariest moment of my life—an excruciating choice to make. I fell into an abyss all alone, not knowing what would be below. But then something miraculous started to happen. Thousands of women started reaching out to me to share their own stories of pain and agony and shame. They told me that I became their voice. They were voiceless. And suddenly, I realized that even in the 21st century, every woman still has a story. Like Joyce, a flight attendant supervisor whose boss in meetings every day would tell her about the porn that he'd watched the night before while drawing penises on his notepad, she went to complain. She was called crazy and fired. Like Joanne, Wall Street banker, her male colleagues would call her that vile c-word every day. She complained, labeled a troublemaker, never to do another Wall Street deal again. Like Elizabeth, an army officer. Her male subordinates would wave one-dollar bills in her face and say, "Dance for me." And when she went to complain to a major, he said, "What? Only one dollar? You're worth at least five or ten." After reading, replying to all, and crying over all of these emails, I realized I had so much work to do. Here are the startling facts: one in three women that we know of have been sexually harassed in the workplace. Seventy-one percent of those incidences never get reported. Why? Because when women come forward, 
They're still called liars and troublemakers and demeaned and trashed and demoted and blacklisted and fired. Reporting sexual harassment can be, in many cases, career-ending. Of all the women that reached out to me, almost none are still today working in their chosen profession, and that is outrageous. I too was silent in the beginning. It happened to me at the end of my year as Miss America, when I was meeting with a very high-ranking TV executive in New York City. I thought he was helping me throughout the day, making a lot of phone calls. We went to dinner, and in the back seat of a car, he suddenly lunged on top of me and stuck his tongue down my throat. I didn't realize that to get into the business, silly me. He also intended to get into my pants. And just a week later, when I was in Los Angeles, meeting with a high-ranking publicist, it happened again, again in a car. And he took my neck in his hand, and he shoved my head so hard into his crotch I couldn't breathe. These are the events that suck the life out of all of your self-confidence. These are the events that, until recently, I didn't even call assault. And this is why we have so much work to do. After my years, Miss America. I continued to meet a lot of well-known people, including Donald Trump. When this picture was taken in 1988, nobody could have ever predicted where we'd be today. <laughs> Me fighting to end sexual harassment in the workplace.、Really? He, President of the United States, in spite of it. And shortly thereafter, I got my first gig in television news in Richmond, Virginia. Check out that confident smile with the bright pink jacket—not so much the hair. I was working so hard to prove that blondes have a lot of brains. But ironically, one of the first stories I covered was the Anita Hill hearings in Washington, D.C. And shortly thereafter, I too was sexually harassed in the workplace. I was covering a story in rural Virginia. And when we got back into the car, my cameraman started saying to me, wondering how much I had enjoyed when he touched my breasts when he put the microphone on me, and it went downhill from there. I was bracing myself against the passenger door. This was before cell phones. I was petrified. I actually envisioned myself rolling outside of that door as the car was going 50 miles per hour, like I'd seen in the movies, and wondering how much it would hurt. When the story about Harvey Weinstein came to light, one of the most well-known movie moguls in all of Hollywood, the allegations were horrific. But so many women came forward, and it made me realize what I had done meant something. He had such a lame excuse. He said he was a product of the '60s and '70s, and that that was the culture then. Yeah. That was the culture then, and unfortunately, it still is. Why? Because of all the myths that are still associated with sexual harassment. Women should just take another job and find another career. 
Yeah, right. Tell that to the single mom working two jobs, trying to make ends meet, who's also being sexually harassed. Women, they bring it on themselves by the clothes that we wear and the makeup that we put on. Yeah, I guess those hoodies that Uber engineers wear in Silicon Valley are just so provocative. <laughs> Women make it up. Yeah, because it's so fun and rewarding to be demeaned and taken down. I would know. Women bring these claims because they want to be famous and rich. Our own president said that. I bet Taylor Swift, one of the most well-known and richest singers in the world, didn't need more money or fame when she came forward with her groping case for one dollar. And I'm so glad she did. Breaking news: the untold story about women and sexual harassment in the workplace. Women just want a safe, welcoming, and harass-free environment. That's it. So, how do we go about getting our power back? I have three solutions. Number one, we need to turn bystanders and enablers into allies. 98% of United States corporations right now have sexual harassment training policies. 70% have prevention programs. But still, overwhelmingly, bystanders and witnesses don't come forward. In 2016, the Harvard Business Review called it the bystander effect. And yet, remember 9/11. Millions of times we've heard, "If you see something, say something." Imagine how impactful that would be if we carried that through to bystanders in the workplace regarding sexual harassment. To recognize and interrupt these incidences, to confront the perpetrators to their face, to help and protect the victims. This is my shout out to men. We need you in this fight, and to women too, enablers, to allies. Number two, change the laws. How many of you out there know whether or not you have a forced arbitration clause in your employment contract? Not a lot of hands, and if you don't know, you should. And here's why. Time magazine calls it right there on the screen. The teeny tiny little print in contracts that keeps sexual harassment claims unheard. Here's what it is: forced arbitration takes away your Seventh Amendment right to an open jury process. It's secret. You don't get the same witnesses or depositions. In many cases, the company picks the arbitrator for you. There are no appeals, and only 20% of the time does the employee win. But again. It's secret, so nobody ever knows what happened to you. This is why I've been working so diligently on Capitol Hill in Washington D.C. to change the laws. And here's what I tell the senators: Sexual harassment is apolitical. Before somebody harasses you, they don't ask you if you're a Republican or Democrat first. They just do it. And this is why we should all care. Number three: Be fierce. It starts when we stand tall. And we build that self-confidence, and we stand up, and we speak up, and we tell the world what happened to us. 
I know it's scary, but let's do it for our kids. Let's stop this for the next generations. I know that I did it for my children. They were paramount in my decision making about whether or not I would come forward. My beautiful children, my 12-year-old son Christian, my 14-year-old daughter Kaya, and boy, did I underestimate them. The first day of school last year happened to be the day my resolution was announced, and I was so anxious about what they would face. And my daughter came home from school, and she said, "Mommy, so many people asked me what happened to you over the summer." And then she looked at me in the eyes, and she said, "And mommy, I was so proud to say that you were my mom." And two weeks later, when she finally found the courage to stand up to two kids who'd been making her life miserable, she came home to me and she said, "Mommy, I found the courage to do it because I saw you do it." You see, giving the gift of courage is contagious. And I hope that my journey has inspired you, because right now it's the tipping point. We are watching history happen. More and more women are coming forward and saying, "Enough is enough." With now on the air.
ship free in the space. Free. Break the way you ain't no wall. Free. Talk the way you wanna talk. Free. Shout the way you wanna shout. Free. No one to put you out. All right. Uh, former President Barack Obama on Tuesday criticized President Donald Trump's decision to exit the Iran deal. He's calling it a pillar. Uh, it, it was a pillar of his, his, his uh, legacy and on foreign policy. I'm quoting Obama here, okay? Indeed, at a time we, when we are rooting for our diplomacy with North Korea to cede, walking away from JCPOA risk losing a deal that accomplish, accomplishes with Iran the very outcome we are pursuing with North Koreans, with the North Koreans, Obama said in a statement. This is why today's announcement is so misguided. He's calling what Donald Trump has done misguided. That's a nice way of saying it. That's a nice w- word to choose. But a lot of us, but a lot of us who are pissed off at what Donald Trump has done to the country, we're not saying it's misguided. We're saying it's fucked up. Trump announced on Tuesday afternoon that he was withdrawing the United States from nuclear, the nuclear agreement with Iran and said he would impose new sanctions. He probably didn't even know what the hell the word sanctions meant until somebody told him. In his statement defending the uh, multi-party agreement with Iran, I guess Donald Trump in this this garbage he's he's just threw on the United States, known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. Obama cited many many who support the deal, including Trump. Doesn't care who supports it. He doesn't care who wants it. He doesn't care who likes it. It's what the hell he wants, so he can help to bring America down to his knees. He wants to bring. Uh, the American public, the American people, you and me, down to our knees because he knows we're not going to vote for him. We, he knows that we're not going to, we don't like him. He knows we're criticizing him, so he's fighting back, cutting Medicaid, cutting Social Security. Uh, gas prices are going to be out of out of this world on this thing. And I don't see how anybody can defend this. Trump is out there defending this. There's no defending the indefensible. This is crazy. This is Donald Trump hurting America purposely, not listening to other people who know, not listening to those who are uh, diligent and those who are experienced in this kind of thing. He's never done this before. He just, everybody's telling him not to do it, don't do it. And he's, he's saying, hell with everybody, I'm going to do it. Don't do it, Donald Trump. Don't sign it. Don't, don't pull it out of the deal. He's going to do it. because Why is he doing it? Because everybody is telling him not to do it. He wants to be different. He wants to be an asshole. This is going to hurt America. This is going to raise prices. This is going to cause everything to go through the roof. This is going to uh, hike mortgages. This is going to raise rents to cause, to cause rents to go out of control. People are going to be able to um, 
afford rent. They're going to be priced out of their apartments, priced out of their homes, priced out of everything because everything is going to go up. And, 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 and in inclusion of all that, we could get bombed. <laughs> there could be wars all over the place. Donald Trump fucks up everything he touches. He fucks up everybody around him. He screws them up. This man is just a screw up. And as I said before, earlier on into the show, the Republicans are letting him do it. They hold a majority. They run everything. They control everything. This is why I, I put the blame mostly on them for this man, letting this man ruin this country and then try to defend it. And then saying we should like what he's what he has done. There's no way. There is no way. Even the even some of the Republicans are disagreeing with what he's done, but they're not going to do anything about him. He gets away with literally murder. He gets away with it, and he keeps getting away with it because so many people are so damn afraid of Donald Trump in Congress in politics. The people we vote in office. They have become so damn afraid of Trump, like he's the big bad monster under the bed. They have, they are so afraid of him. But then again, they won't impeach him because they want him in office because they want to try and get uh, their bills passed. And they know Donald Trump, as ignorant and as stupid and as dumb as he is, they know Donald Trump is going to sign anything that they shove in front of him to become law. I, and I'll say this again. I think this whole thing is just a damn distraction, a distraction away from, the, from Stormy Daniels, distraction away from her lawyer. I hope they nail him. Uh, distraction away from Robert Mueller. I hope he nails him. Distraction away from all those other lawsuits out there up his ass. I hope they nail him. I hope he gets indicted. I hope he gets subpoenaed. I hope he goes to jail. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder doing the show on Block Talk Radio. It is seven oh five straight up in <laughs> seven oh five straight up in the uh, straight up in the city of Chicago. It's a little later, a little earlier where you are, but it's all cool. I'm glad everybody is listening to the George Wilder Jr. show, and it's so gratified to know that you're listening. Some of you guys out there and girls out there are listening to the show in your car. That is great. And some are listening to, to, to the show on your smartphones. Some are listening to the show on television, you know, smart television. And, um, hey, that's great. That's all good. That's all good. And if you have a product or a book or something you want to talk about, uh, you can, you know, hook me up, um, email me, inbox me, and we'll talk about it, all right? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Enough, 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 enough with this crap. The lies, the deceit, the fear-mongering. Journalists increasingly are feeling empowered to call out the Trump White House's lies because the evidence is right on tape. It made me wonder at the end of a long week, was, was this a lie too? I will never lie to you. I will never tell you something I do not believe. I will never put <laughs> anyone's interests right ahead of yours. That was from the campaign. But this, now, that the Trump presidency, this is what a crisis of leadership looks and feels like. Every week, another scandal. Every week, another cover-up. This week, it involved Rudy Giuliani. You see him there on Hannity. 
He was talking about yeah, Stormy Daniels and the payoff and the questions about when she was really paid off and how, when did Trump know, were laws violated? Oh, and were there other Stormies too? He was on ABC's This Week just a couple hours ago. Oh, yeah, there's about rule 20 it out. of them, I believe. This week, I have to admit, I chuckled at some of the banners on screen, some of the, some of the headlines calling this a White House credibility crisis. I mean, that is true. That's objectively true. It is a crisis. But it's been true since day one. Reporters are always trained to cover what's new, what's different, what you got, what's happening. But, but Trump's fibs and falsehoods are the opposite. They're, they're not new. He's been behaving this way his whole life. Heck, Trump yeah, entered his politics whole life. on a lie about President Obama. So Lied his way into politics, conned his way into the White House, and they're letting him just, uh, uh, just take over out here. Donald Trump buffooned his way into the White House. He conned his way into the White House. He lied his way into the White House. Damn. And now it, seems, it almost seems as if we can't get rid of him. There's so much to impeach him for. There's so much for him to, uh, to go to jail for. Yet he just skates out from under all of this. Why? Because the Republicans are a criminal empire. The Republicans, the mob and the mafia in the White House. Donald Trump, the godfather, screaming and yelling and bitching and cursing at everybody in the White House, and they're kissing his feet. The White House, from my estimation, in my estimation, is just trash. They have trashed it. They have trashed the people's house. Kellyanne Conway, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. They have just trashed this nation with lies and garbage. And Donald Trump is, is turning America on his head. But we can get it back. No matter how, uh, how much garbage Donald Trump uh, causes, we can get this country back. We just got to vote his ass out or either just vote in uh, some people, um, um, uh, Democratic Congress and a Democratic Senate. But that may not be enough to stop Donald Trump. We have to get his ass up out of there. It doesn't seem like he wants to go. He has no feelings. He doesn't care how many people dislike him. He doesn't care if the world disowns him. He doesn't care if, uh, how many lies he's been caught in, 3,000, 3, over 3,000 lies, uh, the lawsuits up his ass, the people who are suing him. He doesn't care. The people who he he uh, conned and tricked into working for them and not paying them, <clears throat> the racist, the white, the white supremacists, and I can go on, on and on and on. But nothing, this is none of this is going to get his ass up out of there, as it seems, because we got a Republicans who don't want this. They don't like Donald Trump. They hate what he's doing. They don't like it, but they will not do anything about it. When they can, they have the power to remove this man, but they will not. They will not. So they let him stay in to, to, to screw up the country. Now, a lot of these Republicans know that Donald Trump is screwing up the country. But you know what? A lot of those Republicans are hoping for a blue wave so that the Democrats can come in and retake this country and turn it back on its head. They're, they're hoping for a blue wave. That's why, they, that's why they're quitting. That's why they're walking away from their jobs. Why? 
they cannot govern. The Republicans cannot govern. They cannot lead. They only lie and steal and bullshit their way through. And then you get these gullible people out here who believe them and vote for them. Folks, you got to stop voting for these assholes because they mean you no good. You got, uh, obviously, you've got a lot of Trump supporters out there too. These people have no brains. They have no conscience. They have no nothing. And a lot of the things that Donald Trump does, he's doing it for his base. He's doing it for those few little knuckleheads out there that he calls his supporters. Anybody with any brain, any, any intelligence, know that this is not the way America should be led down the sewer. This man is leading this country straight down the damn sewer. And the Republicans in office who control everything in the United States at this time, they do nothing. One thing that they do, they complain about Donald Trump. Some of them say they will not support Donald Trump in the 2020 election if he makes it that far. They don't like what he's doing. They can't stand what he's doing. They're criticizing what he's doing, but they're doing nothing to get his ass out of office. They're doing nothing. I remember so many years ago, we used to call the Democrats cowards, weak, weak needed, no spine. But you cannot outdo the Republicans being weak, cowards, crazy, idiots, stupid. Not, uh, there are a lot of Republicans who are good people, but there are some who are just plain old stupid. I mean, we've got some stupid people in the world. Let, let's put it that way, folks. I've seen them. I've met them. I've talked to some of them. And I've hung up on some of them. Cut them off the radio show. I'm not saying one way to one way or, or another, that I'm smart, I'm intelligent, or I, I, but I'm a lot smarter than some of these Trump supporters. I think you are too. These people are just, I mean, anytime they put up with somebody who's hurting them more than he's hurting anybody, they're nuts. Trump is hurting his own supporters. He doesn't really give a damn about them. Trump doesn't give a damn about his own supporters. He just wants their support. That's all he wants. He's going to take away their food stamps. He's going to take away their rental assistance. He's going to take away every governmental program that they're getting. He doesn't give a damn about anybody. Trump throws everybody under the bus. And he's throwing his supporters under the bus. But he still wants their support, even though he throws them under the bus, even though he can't stand them. He doesn't like them. He, but he wants them to come to his rallies and cheer him on. Gas prices are going to rise to maybe $4 a gallon is what I'm reading here. Going to be a monster. All of this stuff is not going to take place overnight, I'm, I'm thinking. But as the year goes on, as 2019, 2020, 2021, 22 uh, looms, uh, things are going to get really, really dicey. Really dicey, all because Donald Trump wants to distract. And that's all this is. It's a serious distraction. It's a monumental uh, his, history-making move, but it's, a, but it's a bad move. It's a negative move for the country. 
He's gonna re- he's gonna be remembered for this for the rest of his life. He's gonna also go down in history as America's worst president ever. Even that doesn't bother Donald Trump. That doesn't bother him. That doesn't move him. Because he has no feelings. He has no empathy. He has no sympathy for himself or anyone. I mean, you can hate his guts. You know, he'll just uh, call you a name. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so when we go to the polls in November, this may not even stop Donald Trump. The more we get, I mean, he, I mean, don't think that these people are not trying to suppress the vote. Do not think that they're not ready, trying to make themselves ready for what's going to happen. They're, I mean, right now, the Republicans are trying to figure out a number of ways to stop the blue wave, a number of ways. Democrats have to be defiant and they have to stand strong because they know that these people are going to cheat. They will do anything to stay in office or to hold power. Donald Trump will do anything and say anything to stay out of jail. We just have to be motivated. We have to be driven. We have to be ambitious to get these people out of our White House. And I'm not kidding. We have to get them out. Vote, Vote blue. Stay positive. No matter what this asshole says or does or have done, stay positive and stay strong and just, you know, uh, reach for the stars and hopefully we'll get to November 6th and vote these scoundrels out of Washington.
representing Stormy Daniels, and he joins us live from Los Angeles. Uh, Michael, your client appeared last night on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Rudy Giuliani said it's another sign that it's just hard to take this case seriously. How would you respond to him? Well, I don't think her appearance on Saturday Night Live has anything to do with whether it's a serious case bargain or not. I think that over the last few months, we've proven um, to be very serious about this case. In fact, far more serious than uh, Michael Cohen, uh, Mr. Trump, mm -hmm. or now Mr. Giuliani. I mean, this is the rope-a-dope defense that we're seeing play out over the last week or so. Okay. Um, I think we are having some audio issues there. Um, and so can, can we hear what Michael is saying right now? Okay, I'll move on. Um, Mr. Avenatti, you believe that um, in many ways your client's case against the president, I've heard you say, has gotten stronger over the past few days. What specifically did Rudy Giuliani give you in terms of ammunition? Well, there's no question it's gotten considerably stronger, and it, it's even gotten stronger this morning. Uh, you know, the more they talk, the better our case gets, and here's why. Because they can't keep their stories straight. They can't keep their lies straight. They keep providing further explanations upon explanations because they don't want to tell the American people the truth about what happened here. I mean, you just heard Kellyanne Conway state that basically no doesn't mean no. I mean, they're now redefining what the word no means on Air Force One, trying to reshape the answer to that question. And, Margaret, I have to tell you, I would urge people to go back and take a look at the statement that Michael Cohen issued back in late February or early March, where he denied, basically, that, that Mr. Trump had reimbursed the payment, um, and he claimed he had done it all on his own. I mean, we now know that that was an absolute lie, and at the time, he was representing the president. It's pretty clear to people what is going on here, and it's a cover-up. You have called to depose the president. Last time you filed to do this, a federal judge says, no, you're moving too quickly. That was back in March. Do you have any new update on that? Well, that's actually correct that the judge initially said that on a procedural matter because it was premature. And we then refiled the motion. Um, and that motion is pending. And we're hopeful that the court is going to rule on it. But I have to tell you, with each passing day, with more and more statements made by Mr. Giuliani, Ms. Conway now, Michael Cohen's attorneys and others, the likelihood of us being able to place this president under oath, I think, has gone up exponentially. And I'm looking forward to that um, time. I mean, maybe we can ask him what he meant by the word no during that deposition, although I think people know. What, what would your Go first ahead. question be? Well, I'm not going to disclose my first question, but we've got a whole host of questions. But let me say this. The idea that Mr. Giuliani, um, that he still doesn't know what the facts are, I mean, this is not a complicated situation, Margaret. You could have a 30-minute meeting with a client uh, which takes place with attorneys and clients all the time and get to the bottom of many, many of these issues. The reason why he claims to not know the facts now is because they don't know what to say because they've told so many lies. The Trump campaign faced accusations around the time that this payment was made to your client, Stormy Daniels. There were at least 19 women who accused the president of uh, assault, harassment, other kinds of, of unwanted sexual advances. Your client claims a consensual relationship with the president. Why do you think that this kind of non-disclosure agreement, this kind of very different approach to your client was adopted instead of simply denying it as they did around 20 other women? You know, I can't answer that except to say that I, I think that Mr. Trump knows that this is true. Um, that there's no question that this relationship occurred. There's no question that the intimacy occurred. Um, and yet, you know, he's tried to cover it up. 
Um, they've tried to distance themselves from the agreement, distance themselves from the payment, distance themselves from the reimbursement. I mean, Margaret, all you have to do is look at how they now claim the reimbursement occurred to know that something doesn't smell right. If it was all above board, why wouldn't he have just written a check or sent a wire transfer to Michael Cohen of $130,000? Why mm-hmm. this whole scheme? I don't get it. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much for joining us. All right. Sorry about the dead air, folks. We're now on the air. This is the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. And we have been talking about um, Donald Trump and this agreement, folks. This is, a, this is a bad thing. And everybody is saying that. Even Obama is saying it's a bad thing. Uh, Trump pulls the U.S. out of Iran deal. And... <laughs> And it's bad, you know, it, it, we're going to feel the uh, remnants of this real, real soon. And it's it's bad, folks. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is 6, 724, 724 p.m. in the city of Chicago. And uh, we're going to be off the air in about six minutes because the birthday boy has to do birthday things. Okay, and I want to thank everybody out there especially on Facebook, who have uh, who have said happy birthday and other nice things uh, to me. And uh, I, I totally appreciate it. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by it. And, uh, and I want to thank everybody out there for doing that. And you guys make sure you have a safe day, uh, uh, safe evening once the show is over. And I want to thank everybody for listening, especially in your cars, on your cell phone, on your television on your phones, it's, it's a good feeling knowing that. And it's a good feeling knowing that other, other uh, radio outlets have, radio, other radio outlets have, uh, excuse me, other radio outlets have picked up the show. Yeah. Uh, so that means, that means that there's probably a lot more people listening than anything, than any time ever since I've been on the show. And that's a good thing. I know that because they contacted and told me that. So <laughs> that's, what, that's how I know it. And uh, it, it, the, the day seemed to be beautiful. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful, wonderful time. Um, and I hope, like I said before at the beginning of the show, don't be depressed. Don't be sad and feeling of loneliness or feeling of worthlessness. It's not worth it. None of it's worth it. It's just going to end your life a lot sooner. Always try to be a little bit more happier than, you know, than the other fellow or the, or the other person. Because um, uh, you live longer. There's no doubt about it. You live longer. And I'm talking to everybody, not just older people, not just older Americans. This happens to young people, too, you know, because there's a lot of young people out here. Who, I think there's more in the area that I'm living in. There's more uh, young people living alone than anything. And who knows if they like living alone or not. But a lot of people love living alone. That's, that's the kind of life they prefer. And there's other people who they don't like it that much. And they want to do something about it, but they can't seem to do anything about it. Um, like I said before, you know, if uh, until you find that person uh, you want to be with, get yourself a pet. You know, you'd be surprised how uh, uh, loneliness can be fought with just a pet. 
get yourself a pet, get yourself, you know, uh, you know, a dog, cat, whatever. There's some, when you come home from work, there's somebody there. At least there's, you know, and I'm not trying to uh, advocate replacing a pet with a human, an adult, but some people feel that that should be so. But uh, at least there'll be somebody there when you come home from work. You put that key in that door, you open that door, that dog, that pet jumps all over you, greeting you, glad to see you. That's a wonderful feeling. That's a wonderful feeling. And plus, for older Americans, I mean, having a pet, I mean, you, you take you take the pet walking, you know, and when you take the pet out for a walk, you're also getting a walk, and that's you're losing calories. That's exercise. So that pet can really get you up off that couch and a and, and away from that refrigerator. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, folks. I want to say it's been a, <laughs> I've had a great time. This is my birthday. This is May 8th, 1950. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> May 8th, and this is my birthday. And I want to thank everybody for, once again, I want to thank everybody for, for the, all their uh, birthday wishes into the show. And, and, on social media and other places. I want to thank everybody for that. I really do appreciate that. And I, and I'm not kidding. I really do appreciate that. I want to say um, goodbye from the George Wilder Jr. Show, but join me tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow. Uh, You have a great evening. You have a great weekend, whichever comes first and stay happy, stay positive and vote. Now lay me 
Thank you so much. Bye-bye, everybody.